This is definitely the most sober. <laughs> yeah, there isn't even caffeine being consumed here. Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains, transit, adventures, and life hacks, and today, new, parentheses, skate, on parentheses, park. That's right. We've got three <laughs> skate advocates. I feel like skate advocates is a, is a safe term. We've got Corey Poole, um, Ryan Hashigan, and Catherine O'Dell here in the studio for tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Welcome back. Corey, uh, or folks will remember for our longer term listeners, uh, Corey's been on the show a couple times before, and we reached out to Corey and got two other folks to come in as well to talk about an issue that is pretty exciting happening here in the next, hopefully, year to year and a half, I'm guessing. Um, it, was about, really, it was really nice getting the invite. Usually I just barge in. Yeah, we're like so. recording and Corey's like, hey, like knocking Let on the in. trailer with his I know skateboard. you're in there. <laughs> <laughs> I last mile transited on MLK and now I'm here to like, <laughs> mess up your stuff. Um, yeah, thank you for coming back and uh, thanks everyone for coming in tonight. Uh, why don't we go around starting with Ryan and uh, if you'd mind just saying a little bit about what you do day to day and then what your involvement in the project is. Um, I'm a volunteer with Better Block, uh, helping on some of the Old Town and Better NATO projects. Uh, I also run a small business in Old Town for the last 12 years, focusing on tricycles. And so um, have crossed the steel bridge on a daily basis and skate across NATO and bike across and drive around Old Town and have always seen that site and just kind of dreamt of, of seeing it built out. Nice. I am a children's book illustrator and skater. Um, I also sell my art down at the Portland Saturday Market, so I'm there every weekend, have been for the past six years. Um, yeah, and I'm just an advocate for new places that are you know, welcoming to the public. And I, I'm not, I don't want to talk about my day job because it's boring, <laughs> but I do want to talk about how I love uh, skateboard transportation and how um, I think it's really critical that we... Uh, find ways to make skateboards a, a more inclusive part of the transportation spectrum. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of our focus. And um, Billy Miners, uh, J.P. Rowan, and myself started Northwest Skate Coalition a few years back uh, because we saw a gaping hole in the advocacy spectrum for skateboard transportation, and uh, we've been doing it ever since. And really, I mean, I, I just want to hear more about Ryan because Ryan really uh, undersold <laughs> what he does. Like this guy skateboards to Cuba, like skateboards around Cuba, like skateboards around South. America kayaks to the coast and hitchhikes back and has like a new little boat you're taking out in the Willamette River in the freezing cold that you just built or something like this guy's amazing so I'm really excited to have Ryan on the show finally and you guys really need to have him back to just let him drift around (laughs) conversation for like three hours because it's gonna be amazing 
So before you were going to say that, Corey, I was going to confess that I've been stalking you on Instagram for a while. <laughs> okay. Um, Not sure. under, under the guise of like, oh, no, this is for the podcast. Yeah. But, you know. Just research. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I loved, loved sort of stalking your uh, your travels through Cuba. Um, were you in South America as well? Yeah. And uh, yeah. I checked, what, 4,000 miles around yes. British, British Columbia yes. this last summer um, with my skateboard and had a great time. Um, skateboarding was pretty desolate isolated roads and um yeah hitting up skate parks all throughout canada um it's really nice in canada they'll build skate parks in all the smallest towns just to make sure that kids have something to do and a way to you know have an active use and not just being bored in their little small rural towns yeah one of the things that i i picked up on uh from your instagram was uh just the the people that you met that also like were skating it wasn't like um, a pitfall that I think American tourists, especially when it comes to like bike transportation or yeah, biking and like alternative in quotes there, uh, transportation, um, it becomes sort of a, uh, exoticism of like local people, whether you're like, mm. like riding through the, the back country of the U S or like, you know, out in a foreign country, like right. it, it's like, Oh, and then look how quaint this is. And it, it wasn't at all like that. Uh, yeah. just from viewing your Instagram anyway. All my yeah. skateboard hitchhiking actually started out as bike touring back in the day and I just felt so isolated bike touring that I wasn't meeting anyone um, that I would flip the bike upside down and hitchhike um, to get long distances and then I realized after a while it was pretty ridiculous hitchbiking thousands of miles um, and only isolating myself to pickup trucks and maybe I should try skateboarding. And so that's how I started traveling with the skateboard. On the Nice. Um, folks may also remember and then uh actually so what what i should note is i haven't actually talked about what project we're we're <laughs> doing right now um, <laughs> um so yeah excited excited to get into it um the proposal is for a burnside skate park not a burnside skate park the other bridge this is where steel bridge, steel bridge, <laughs> steel yeah. bridge skate okay park. my yeah. my brain like you think of skate parks in portland you're like yeah burnside um for a steel bridge, thank you, skate park on the west side of the river, correct? That's correct. And Catherine, do you want to give the rundown on what it, what it looks like, just like the very basic idea? I think you have a pretty good feel for what the plan says mm. better than I do. The plan is gorgeous. It is gorgeous. <laughs> when you have very talented people make a plan, it's very gorgeous. The architecture firm, yeah, they definitely did their work. It seems like they they just got feedback from all the right voices. And I know Ryan can speak to this more with the folks that they involved um, in their research stage of this project. Um, but it takes a piece of land that is totally unusable. Um, it's a little piece of triangle um, on the west side. And it's got it's the spot that could enter Chinatown, but currently doesn't because of the way NATO Parkway um, goes across that area. So you can't actually go across the bridge on your bike and then get right into downtown without kind of doing a weird squiggle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it takes an unused undesirable plot of land and turns it into a, an award-winning skate park is <laughs> is that the spot where so if i'm thinking of the right spot there's like a number of like dirt trails that go through there where like people have often ridden their bikes to I like, myself get to NATO. Have, oh yeah have I, myself too. barriers because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so yeah it's so unnatural mm-hmm. um yeah you're, you're thinking of the right spot okay. yeah as uh someone who has worked in old town for a long time 
I think I spent about three years there before I realized that this patch even existed. And I don't think it was until they put bike lanes on the west side of NATO that I even like rode by that. So yeah, it truly is a little hidden patch that is (laughs) that is underutilized. Uh, I would I would join in that opinion. Um, Yeah, it's it's also a key crossing Mm -hmm. into Old Town right now. You've only got can get in via Davis and via Cooch and um, Ankeny. There's there's very limited ways to get from the waterfront into Old Town, and so this would be a really nice crossing right adjacent to the railroad tracks Mm -hmm. as they go onto the steel bridge. Mm -hmm. And a really key aspect of this plan, and I mean, I think as we're saying, it's the connectivity is a really key element like this this plan you know Catherine pointed out this is an award-winning skate park it hasn't been built yet it's already <laughs> won awards and it hasn't been built yet the design won awards the design won awards and the reason why it won awards is because it's so creative in its use of the space and how it connects um they they really want it to be you know i think some people feel really awkward uh being in a skate park if they're not skating hmm. and so this plan takes some pretty bold uh, steps to integrate viewing platforms um and and a route where you can kind of go through it without necessarily interfering with the skateboard interact oh, nice. with the skateboarding see the skateboarding but not necessarily be in anybody's way which mm-hmm. is i think pretty spectacular and it would be fantastic for events you know this is this skate park would be a world class park if it built it gets built and uh, it could attract major events to our area. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I could just picture the bleachers and the commentators up on the overhead watching everything happening. And on a typical day, I can picture the bikes going through, the people on electric scooters going through. And, uh, you know, we've talked about stuff like uh, uh, trying to integrate some features that would be bike capable mm-hmm. uh, off the bike route. So, like, maybe you're going through on your on your townie bike, but you're like, hey, I could take that. Yeah. And you just give it a shot. <laughs> a little Why not? Pump track or something. Yeah, a little pump track or a little bank or something you know something you could just go up on and do something different nice and i think that those those parts of the plan i think really set it apart from any skate park i've seen Mm -hmm. you know we were talking we were talking about uh, venice beach skate park Mm -hmm. maybe being the closest i can think of where there's like a really distinct viewing area Mm -hmm. and and tourists mostly Mm -hmm. like tourists watch all the skaters and yeah that's the closest thing i could think to it but even that this would be so much more like there's even a point where they're going to Take repurpose the old on ramp and put uh, steel grading in, hmm. so people can watch down, like look straight down on the skaters. Oh, okay, yeah, and that, that and pretty cool stuff. Yeah. yeah, and that spectator seating is really amazing. I was in Sweden and Norway last year checking out their skate parks, and the spectator seating uh, is filled in the morning with parents just handing out string cheese and having snacks for the little kids, and um, they also are able to then use it for competitions, and they'll have a little recreation kiosk for rentals and programs, and one of the things that I think is really amazing in Portland is how Portland Parks has taken on uh, skateboarding as a big part of their summer uh, programs, and they have these learn-to-skate camps that are really um, popular, and having such a key destination uh, skate park and so centrally located would be really helpful mm-hmm. to those programs as well. Yeah, it seems like with the additional space as well, that would just be more accessible. I like how it's trying to integrate different forms of transportation. I think one of my biggest things that has kept me from the Burnside Skate Park as an example is when I first got in town and showed up with a skateboard, it kind of felt like you had to have been there. There for are about... so many things that have kept me from yeah. the inside. Oh yeah. Park. Well, I mean, I'll I'll go with the one that struck me first. But I'm I'm on your page as far as that goes. Uh, the you know just the sense that you had to be there ten years before you can drop in or something like that. And it seems like with the space that is available for use, that even if you have a large 
difference in between your most um like uh, i guess i'd say talented skaters or people who are just learning there's going to be space for everybody at least as far as it looks like from the design yeah actually um i'm in my mid-30s and i did not take up the transition and street skating until i don't know three years ago um so i was very conscious of feeling i don't know feeling welcome at parks Mm. not really welcome but just i was looking for small stuff i just i was just learning and i didn't really you know not going to just drop in uh, which is a really bad advice if you don't know what you're doing. Um, mm. So looking for, I did kind of go around town looking for parks that had small features. And mm-hmm. surprisingly, Burnside has a, a few really great small features. But like you said, they're not they're not on the edge. So you really have to commit to getting down in this pit before you can even get to them. Um, and I think one thing about this park that I love so much uh, like Corey was saying, was the integration of different modes of transportation. I think so many times we segment ourselves like these are skaters, these are pedestrians, mm-hmm. these are bikers. But a lot of us are actually all of these things just at different times, you know, even different times of our day. Yeah. Um, and and a park that can allow a mother and her children to go to the same place and her children of different ages um, and, you know, old skate dads too. Like everyone can kind of come to the same very central location Mm -hmm. and have a shared experience is awesome. Yeah, for sure. It looks like as well, um, if you, I like the top down view. There's, I'll see if we can get a link to this for the show. Uh, But if you look at all those fancy like city planning brochures or people putting out like, designs it totally feels like oh this is that you know there's people over here doing this and some people dropping in at the skate park like it it flows very well with the context of the area um in terms of the skate park where is it now progress wise and what needs to happen before this becomes a reality well this plan was a long long uh piece of work it uh the skaters for portland skate parks uh with tom miller and price and colin and a bunch of these folks uh worked with the city to develop this a master plan of skate parks and it was um i believe 16 skate parks and this was going to be the crown jewel of them um and it was 10 years ago is that right yeah yeah i think think it started before 10 years ago but i mean i'm trying to think when pure park was happening and all that so pure park got repaved uh 2001 or something yeah I think. so it's been a while yeah. it's been a, it's been a long while and the obviously the you know the folks that are skating has changed a lot i mean as Catherine was saying it's like parents coming down and, and having that shared experience with kids you go to the new skate spots in east portland you go to lewitt view you go to albertus uh, or kuna mosque and it's just tons of little kids on scooters and then some old skater dudes uh dropping the bowl in between and um it's a pretty pretty hopping space um so this uh, plan came out of that and this was sponsored by a whole bunch of public partners and it, when you say it looks like a city document it it is it's a uh, port of portland it was um you know pdc or now prosper portland it was the city of portland it was um odot uh contributed uh portland parks contributed they had a giant visioning board that helped uh compose uh the the master plan and then this was uh, done by DAO Architects, and it was uh, this plan was to show a, a conceptual plan. And as Corey mentioned, it was award-winning. It uh, won a national prize for planning. Mm-hmm. Um, so now where it's at is um, 
one of the key impediments to the skate park being built was the on-ramp that goes from southbound NATO onto the steel bridge. And as part of uh, PBOT's new Central City in Motion plan, there's going to be a, a transit lane on Everett Street, and they're proposing taking that on-ramp that bisects the site mm-hmm. um, out of commission. And so that's really the opportunity that's arisen to get this back as part of the conversation and get it built. Um, so, Yeah, definitely. Um What's the timeline for that or or where do things move next in terms of of action items? I don't think there is a clear timeline yet. Right now we're trying to like not quite even going for pots of money. Right now we're trying to identify potential pots of money. You know, so it's like we don't quite know exactly where the structure of the funding for this would come from, but we have some some leads. Mhm. And, um, again, I think Ryan's probably best uh, suited to talk about at least a couple of those. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's really just about raising awareness at this point. I mean, this plan had a lot of work put into it, and around 2008, it had a lot of momentum, and then we hit a recession and political scandals, and it just has sat on the shelf since. Mm, and mm. so, um, you know, and, th- and that space has just sat vacant since as well. Um, so it would be a way to c- increase that connectivity, activate that space, and really as far as the next steps, it's just about getting people excited and aware of the, uh, this idea so it can be incorporated into plans like Central City in Motion. It can be incorporated into the Flanders Greenway or the crossing of NATO or a permanent better better NATO. Um, mm-hmm. Those are the things that would really, um, is the stage we're at right now. I think once we get enough enthusiasm, funding will, will just uh, will be there. And, and another aspect coming up is, you know, Burnside Bridge will be replaced. And while the how how the skate park will be accommodated in that plan is not yet known. I think it's safe to say that at least for a period of time, Burnside will not be accessible just due to construction, if nothing else. Yeah. And so it would be really great to have this park in place when that happens so there's not a little more continuity. Mm-hmm. Not that I see this as a replacement for skate, Burnside. It's it certainly not, is not. Yeah, it's not. But if you look at the map of skate parks available in Portland, they're all very much around the fringes. There really isn't one you know, within 82nd and, you know, above, you know, whatever the, 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 there's a huge hole in the middle of the city that does not have access to a skate park. Ironically, where many skaters live. Ironically. <laughs> I know. We do love our urban landscapes. Skate to where you skate. <laughs> and while Burnside is so iconic and, and famous worldwide, it's also not entirely accessible, as, as you mm-hmm. were mentioning. It's, um, you know, the nice thing about this plan is that range of experiences and a range of skills. that it I just want to clarify. I do skate at Burnside, but only in the mornings. <laughs> that's, that's when I hit, like, 5 a.m.? Yeah. I hit, <laughs> I hit like, 5 a.m. Nobody's there. Okay, I'm an there's illustrator. Like, I work from home. I don't do 5 a.m. There's, there's a guy, like, sleeping off a hangover up on the There's always the somebody only, sleeping. Yeah, it's the only yeah. time I have guts, and even then, I, I don't do much when I'm there. In regards to Burnside, I take their, that route to work a little bit later in the day, and even with the um, renovation that they're doing to Burnside right now, it's closed a decent amount of the time. So I, I'm imagining they have like a time limit that they are allowed to do construction to, and then it's open again. But even w- even with what they're doing on the Burnside presently, um, you're seeing that closure of that resource within uh, downtown area at least. Um, how did you get involved in the project, Catherine? I feel like you're, you're, you've been sitting on the side. I have been but, sitting but on the side because I somehow. am fairly new to okay. the Northwest Skate Coalition and my, even my attendance at that first meeting was a bit of an accident. So, um, I didn't know what I was getting into, but I was so stoked to be at the table once nice. I got there. Nice. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I've just been looking for more ways to get involved in the community. Um, been here 
in Portland, I don't know, almost 15 years and I haven't stepped out into that world yet. And yeah, it's just time. And you have a real interest in Safe Routes to School, right? I do. I just have a huge passion for skating and and for making it more accessible to, you know, folks that you don't necessarily think of as skaters. Um, My children's book that's coming out actually soon is um, about one friend teaching another friend to skate. Um, And I just think it's such a great place to learn about falling and getting up and believing in yourself and trying things again Mm -hmm. because... It's inherently a part of skating. Um, so I love the confidence it builds in folks. Um, and I use it myself as a means of joyful transportation. Nice. That's, I like that word, joyful. <laughs> <laughs> Changes the attitude, it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of skate parks within Portland, I know we've tossed a couple out there. In the meantime, before this exists at, at present, uh, what are some of your favorite places to skate within Portland? I do go to Pier Park and Gabriel Park primarily, and Lewitt now is a big yeah. one. Except if it's too windy, that's it's right on that Columbia Gorge wind, mm. so I don't like it in the wind. But otherwise, it's been good. The problem with those smaller spots is they're crowded very quickly. Um, the Alberta Skate Spot is another one. I love that little park, but it just gets crowded when there's more than five people. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, they're almost victims of their own success. It's just they this... are. They're wonderful. Everyone loves them, but there's just not enough of it to right. go around. Just tons of folks every time you go there, and and it's great. Um, just not enough space. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Lewitt View is one of my new favorites. Okay. Um, it's beautiful view of uh, St. Helens, and but that's and out on one twenty second ish. Yeah, yeah. So you're so talking out it's, there. It's out a there. commute, and it yeah. it it's a it's a bummer to have to use another form of transportation, you know, to get to that skate spot and. Because it's on the fringe, it means that another of your friend who might not live in the same part of the city, you're both going way out of your way. Mm-hmm. And that is a, the beautiful part about having something in the center of the city mm-hmm. is that it means it's close for everyone or at least closer for everyone. Yeah. You can all come together toward the same spot versus one person having to traverse super well, far. And there's, there's more transit options. Oh, to so many. Yeah. I could get on the max or the bus with my skateboard. <laughs> oh, and it's covered. I don't think we said that yet. It's covered. You're out skating. You're out skating. It rains here all the time and everyone gets depressed and if you could skate oh in the winter Mm. yeah yeah i was going to make the comparison this whole project feels in some ways very similar to a gateway green except for skateboarding uh it's got a lot of the same kind of um like composition factors and placement factors but if it's covered i think that easily puts one over gateway green (laughs) even even at that so that's a good that good news another thing to mention about the rain is the what they've done in the design to for the um the flow of the rain what there's a word for that drainage Drainage, thank you stormwater drainage so they have all these wonderful plantings and they've uh, chosen plants obviously it's just the planting stage but ones that don't have a lot of fall off so like cleaning up of leaves Mm -hmm. etc um they also mentioned what embedded LED lighting for they night did. skating. I know, and, and, and the chance projections, projectors, yeah. projectors. There's all kinds of fancy so you could, stuff. Like, have like video projector. <laughs> I don't. How much of this stuff comes to pass? Who knows? But mm-hmm. I can say no. No matter what, as long as we keep even to the bones of this plan, it's going to be an amazing, an amazing space. Mm-hmm. No matter what. If people are looking to learn more about this project or or perhaps get involved and pitch in, uh, where can they find out more? There's uh, a facebook page the build the steelbridge skate park 
Yeah, and built in Northwest Gate Coalition. We will be definitely posting everything that happens on Northwest Gate Coalition's uh, Facebook page. Build the Steel Bridge Skate Park. There's an Instagram Instagram account now. Yep. What's it called? Uh, just, Steel it, it just Bridge got started. Skate Park, I think. Yeah, it, basically, <laughs> if you search Steel Bridge Skate Park, you're, pro- you're probably going to find it. Cool. But um, the one yeah. in Portland, Maine. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just ribbing you. Sorry. Yeah. That's, a, that's the old Steelbridge Skate Park. We're the new oh, Steelbridge okay. Skate Park. <laughs> yeah, and there's a great article in, that came out in Bike Portland that uh, shared some of the links. So if you know happen to search it, you can find that article. Nice. And that was really great because after that, a bunch of people reached out with skills and and talents that they had. Oh, they're a videographer. Or, oh, they want to help do renderings. And um, that's really the stage we're at right now too. Is just mm-hmm. looking for folks that are interested and have talent and want to figure out how to push this idea forward. Yeah, we need we need your help. Even if you think your skills are not actually that helpful, please contact us because we we need a lot more energy um, on this and a lot more skaters. You know, sometimes skaters can be a little, you know, wishy-washy on getting involved, jumping in. So so it'd be, we really need people to step up and, and make this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. communication and, like, just the sheer excitement of sharing the fact that this even exists, like, there's a full on document that so much energy and time and intelligence and experience went into. And when you see it, you just get really excited about yeah, what could we'll, exist. We'll make sure we get you a link to the PDF and, and the PDF is a great read for anyone who's interested in this. Cool. And, and I'm, I mean, I'm excited about like a lot of the stuff we're doing. So I see, I see this as just like a piece of the overall puzzle because, you know, in my view, as you know, as we were saying, like when you put a tiny skate spot in a, in a regional, in a local park and it just gets totally swarmed, just overwhelmed with use that tells you that we are so far deficient in our skate facility needs that, that, um, there's just so much room for explosive growth. And, you know, I, I really want to see, um, like with the green loop, I want to see skate features built into that, like every 200 mm. yards mm-hmm. all the way around the green loop. I want to see like, you know, any, anytime you're near a school, safe route to school, how can you integrate a few little skate features into that safe routes route, mm-hmm. you know, so just to encourage kids to get on an active mode of transportation, get some exercise, maybe their parents will join them and, and get a little exercise and, and try to, you know, hit that bump and, you know, get the kids out the door earlier. Cause Hey, if we're early, you get to slide the rail a little bit on the way to school. You know, I think there's just so much potential here that has not been, I mean, not only has it not been done, most planners haven't even considered it. In fact, they spend a lot of money to put little metal things on every possible surface to make it impossible ah, this is to true. skate. <laughs> and, and, you know, like, I look at the East Side Esplanade, and it's like they spent obviously tens of thousands of dollars on thousands of these little metal things mm-hmm. to uh, keep people from having any fun on these completely disused concrete benches. But you know, I, I th- it just takes a different a different mindset, and I hope mm. I hope that this is part of that change. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I think um, one of the really interesting things about this project in particular, too, we we did some back of the paper napkin math before the show started here. Um, the the cost at present looks to be kind of around the ten million zone for this. That was the largest number we the heard. largest number. Okay, so but I'm saying eight to ten. Um, and I think we did the the calculations. So that is 0.02% of the ODOT freeway widening project uh, that is currently under comment period with the Oregon Department of Transportation. So 
So put that in your comments, too. <laughs> <laughs> so that means if we cancel the freeway widening, we can build 500 of these. Something like right? that. Right? 500? <laughs> oh, I think we, Portland could use 500 of these. <laughs> I'll let our listeners uh, write in. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so you know, it, it's hard to find money, especially, well, it's Cement hard to find money. Cement is not any, expensive. Any there you go. <laughs> and okay. maintenance is easy. I mean, I remember reading, like, a really good skate park, a really, I mean, a generally, this is a little overboard, but a, a generally good skate park is, you know, 130 to 250,000 is a really good skate park. I recall a baseball field costs like 150,000, like a single baseball diamond, and that's before you get into maintenance. And mm. so it's like it, these things are really cheap to build and the maintenance is so minimal. You know, mm-hmm. every once in a while you might want to give it a pressure washing. That's it. So, you know, it's 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 a it's a really low-hanging fruit in my view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, roughly sounds like probably about the same amount of maintenance the Salmon Street Fountain would need or something like that. Depends on how many people are swimming in at the that's, time, I guess. That's true. That's true. Um, cool. Well, thank you all for coming in this evening. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you. Would you like to hang around? Or I, I should say anybody who would like to is welcome to hang around for the rest of the episode. Um, but then we'll let Ryan head off to do some more advocacy work. Okay. It yeah. sounds like. Thanks, thanks for having <laughs> yeah. me. Appreciate yeah. it, guys. Thank Go you, be Ryan. cool, Ryan. <laughs> and I uh, hope to get you on in the future to talk about all of the... Uh, Additional things we didn't get a chance to today. <laughs> Good to see you, Ryan. Well, and it, there's a reference, or someone lands in to, I guess, the superhero, the new, who yeah. is a woman. Captain Marvel. Yes. Wait. I'm so looking yes. forward to it's this. It's going to be great. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so she lands in a uh, blockbuster. Therefore, you know it was the mid-90s. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that or Sandy, chuckle. Oregon. One of the yeah. two. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I thought I thought it was is it Sandy? I've or seen a blockbuster. So maybe I've there is a blockbuster sign in Sandy, but well, it might lead to a derelict store. There was just a story on the news that oh, I read okay. that said that with the Alaska with the Anchorage Alaska it's blockbuster a- closing, Bend Oregon now really? has the only <laughs> blockbuster in the this known is universe. Nice. I can't even believe there's still Blockbuster. Well, there isn't. There's only one. (laughs) I don't think that's anything near peak Blockbuster right there. It's got to be like, it's it's just like some family, right, that Mm -hmm. that is running this. I just wonder, like, do they get all the old tapes? Like, yeah, yeah, right. Or is it like Highlander? What's their licensing you know, like, fee? When, whenever a blockbuster does their like lightning show, mm. and, and like, like all the they old, become more old powerful. tapes shift yeah, over and, and to their warehouse. More, there could yes. be only one. <laughs> I would have like a counter in the store that just counted down, and then when it closed, if it did, I would say the last block has been busted. Oh man! <laughs> but nope, that would be a joke mainly for my benefit. Yeah, <laughs> it would be funny. It would be funny. I I think it's going to stick around because I think they're going to get enough. You know, Ben has an active tourism scene, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So yeah. I think there's enough people who will go out of their way. The last blockbuster. To go to the last blockbuster in the world. It'll yeah. become like a nostalgia oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Cool. What well, if it look... smells the same? You oh, know, gosh. You know, oh, yeah. Places smell the same. Was yep. it like a carpet smell in your experience? Yeah. It was a wet carpet smell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a wet carpet smell. That was that was always my. Yeah. What is it about well, videotapes like that makes a wet carpet smell? <laughs> the heat too from the tape. I feel like it had a. There was a smell that mm. you know, like a VCR being rewound. Yes. Kind yes. Of oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wow, this is a trip down memory lane. <laughs> All Where right. were we? Are, are we ready to do? <laughs> yeah. <calendar? laughs> <Let's> okay. Do <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love, I love, I love, I love. Oh, let me do the regular one. That's all right. I don't, I don't have our uh, new calendar song oh, that's okay. in the the drive yet. 
Um, and for everyone's benefit as well, it, throughout the entire rest of the recording, please feel free to comment in if you want to join in the discussion or conversation. You are um, all but, but required yes, to comment. That's that's part of the fun. So you're welcome to, to listen to us chat. But I think um, this is directed at Catherine since I do not have this problem. <laughs> right. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll pretty much butt in any conversation. Please, please do. I'm with trying to work on my conversational skills of not interrupting. So oh, no, no. This, this, is, the ba- this, this is, is the worst this, place. This, this is, is like the yeah. time is, to interrupt. This show is like the hall pass to the rest of the week. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. I love, I love, I love, I love, don't, don't ever use that. Don't worry, Tim. We will. The at least, at least until I get the other one in the drive. Yeah, fair enough. But Tim's still in he's it. still in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never get away from uh, us, Tim. Your voice is recorded, and therefore it will last in perpetuity. Every second Sunday. Just kidding. Every second and fourth <laughs> Monday. I mean, we can go backwards. That's fine. <laughs> well, to go backwards, we have to go forwards. But I'll I'll start at the top. Um, every second and fourth Monday at ten thirty a.m. from now through March at Clever Cycles Story Time with Critical Mass. The second Thursday of every month, the Joyful Riders Club in Minneapolis. The second Friday of every month, the Boston Bike Party. Also the second Friday of every month, the Indianapolis Bike Party. Also, also the second Friday of every month, the East Bay Bike Party. And the last Friday of every month, the Baltimore Bike Party. And every second Sunday of every month right here in Portland, the Corvidae Bike Club Ride. February 16th is the Slough County Ramble. March 2nd, the Not-So-Noisy Bike Ride. From Jason Oftenberg, part of Bike Week at Daytona Beach. March 9th is the Dead Freeways Ride. That's hosted by Sean Granton right here in Portland. three days from now. Yes. I'm very excited about this ride. March 16th is Trashed, a bicycle exploration of illegal dumping sites in Indianapolis. And yes, I have to say the whole thing. Good wow. job, Aaron. <laughs> uh, March 17th through 19th, because it wasn't on the calendar before for some reason, filmed by oh, bike shit. in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> yes, that's right. Filmed by bike in Portland, Oregon. It's March 17th through 19th. March 18th is the 4x3000 film. That right? is correct. Yes. Yep. Also on March 18th, if you do happen to take transit, it's National Transit Driver's Day. Yes. So thank, thank your, your bus transit drivers. driver. Yeah, or your transit your transit people. <laughs> uh, March 28th. I could, I'm like, there's, I, yeah. There's that like intercom button on yep. the Max line. Mm, can mm-hmm. I, can I use that to thank my Max driver? I feel like my emotions say yes and my like rule following sensibilities say <laughs> yeah, no, you know, but no, no, I'm no. going to go with yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, hi, hey, by the way, did you know that today is National Transit Drivers Day? Hey, oh, thanks. what? You didn't? Sorry, I'll leave you alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then, of course, there's TriMet's Twitter feed, like, so-and-so called down to, like, X, Y, and Z train as a report of a transit driver's day was... <laughs> right. I, I won't. I won't embellish. Uh, <laughs> March 28th, from Dr. Something, a previous guest on our show and a great songwriter, another debut of a Transit Center song Thursday, 9 p.m. at Kelly's Olympian. April 2nd is Bikes of Wrath at the Regal Fox Tower at 6.30. That is correct. Yeah. Um May 26th is the P-Town Throwdown. Just added, like, just maybe 10, 15 minutes ago. 15th like annual P-Town Throwdown. P-Town annual 15th Throwdown. 15th All annual. right, throw your plug. 
Ready? You got 15 seconds. Go. B-Town Throwdown is the most amazing skateboard race ever. I think it's the longest running annual skateboard race in America. Maybe. Um, it's the blockbuster video of skateboard it's races. It's the blockbuster video of skateboarders with lots of fantastic prices. The food drive, all the all the food goes to the food bank. There's like seriously so many prizes. Come on out, whether you skate slow or fast, and skate with us. All right. Nice. Um, and for... Aaron here. Oh, I have to read these. You do huh? have to okay. read it. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, it's probably only only right. We have some upcoming film by bike tour dates. Idaho Falls, Idaho, Idaho. I was about to say Iowa. <laughs> there might be Idaho Falls, Idaho. March <laughs> fi- March. Let's try this again. Idaho Falls, Idaho, March fourteenth. Arcata, California, March fifteenth. Rexburg, Idaho, March twenty first. Bozeman, Montana, March twenty second. Ithaca, New York, March twenty eighth. Victor, Idaho. Wow, Idaho is like representing. Rocking it. <laughs> May seventeenth. Champaign Urbana, Illinois, May twenty ninth. Crested Butte, Colorado, June twenty seventh. Dallas, Texas, June twenty ninth. Detroit, Michigan, all my homies, July twelfth. <laughs> <laughs> Missoula, Montana, September 15th, Bendigo, Australia, October 14th, and Akron, Ohio, November 3rd. It's amazing. Wow. And yeah. all these all these towns that I thought in like growing up like there would never be anything cool and now they have cool things cool. are happening. Yes. They have at least one cool thing. <laughs> at least one. At cool least one. Thing. In Actually, November. The, the oh, fact yeah. that there's the fact that they're having. You know it. exactly what yeah. town I'm talking about. <laughs> this is terrible. I apologize to all our listeners in Akron. They're Ohio. like, we were going to go to that, but well, now we're not. Yeah, screw you, Aaron. Like, we've got at least eight cool things. What are you talking <laughs> about? I, I, when I moved. Uh, from eastern oregon to the west side of the state i moved from a town of 250 so i feel like there's like only like partial privileges to shit talk but for for what it's worth eight things happening this year (laughs) but a lot of really fun (laughs) things happening in between um yeah so we also have miles of portraits uh the team will be taking a tour to rei in the southwest they'll do their ride almost 2,000 miles from Los Angeles to Santa Fe, New Mexico, stopping at REIs along the way to share their story. More news about that story coming up in our news and headlines. And their lineup is March 12th in Arcadia, California, March 15th in Santa Monica, California, April 4th, Paradise Valley, Arizona, April 9th, Tucson, Arizona, May 4th, Santa Fe, New Mexico, and May 11th in Albuquerque, New Mexico. If you are interested in uh, stories of people and type 1 diabetes riding that is a cool one to check out or even if you're just interested in bike touring in general check it out it'll be a fun show can i throw in one more yeah please okay april 13th in portland do you got this is the lads 500 oh shit how did we not put that how did you not put that that's what i would say it's like how do they not have this on the calendar this is an amazing event this is so portland it like reeks of portlandness Mm -hmm. this Um, is one we've represented at every year so far absolutely so you know it's coming up so get your team together uh you need to at least ride on the so it's it's not a race it's a relay right so you have to have at least two bikes usually ridden by more than one person but you can have one person on two bikes nice there will also be skateboards pogo sticks uh running dogs i'm sure there'll be so much crazy stuff it'll be so fun it is the most amazing short track distance event i think i've ever heard of so please come. 
I'm very excited because I won't be working on Saturday this year. Yes. So oh, for the first snap. time in ever. Welcome I to totally Team Sprite. Yeah, I'll be able to go to... <laughs> so <laughs> I know. many missed oh, weekend right, activities. Right. <laughs> so it's Catherine, hard. You're yeah. not going to join Team Skatey Skate? That's why I haven't been to the P-Town Throwdown ever. Oh, man. Yep. It's sad. I was counting Working on you. Working on Saturdays is rough. I was counting on you to kind of round off our team. I know. I just, Very sorry. J- just recently got Saturdays open after a little over five years. Welcome so. to your new social life. <laughs> Something like that. I feel like there, it's a trade. What I, I will say is, you know, like it's the things that you miss out on that you think you're missing out on aren't always the things that you're missing out on. Uh, I'd say the weekend schedule for working has its benefits. It has so many benefits. Yeah. Uh, everything you want to do is less crowded. Which things that you need to do are, that are important are open. They are open. Yes, you have time. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of arguments to be made for it. Yeah. I think I'm just tiring of missing special events that mm. my nine to fivers are, you know, celebrating. Fair enough. Fair enough. The only well, reason why they make it special is because like... Because I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> no, they're overcompensating. That's as true. Somebody, they only have as two somebody days. Who, is, who is a nine to fiver, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you straight, we're overcompensating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Friday evenings, eight o'clock, I'm in bed. <laughs> Same. Well, I won't plan the Guthrie ride past eight on Friday. <laughs> Um, and now for our headlines. What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. It circles around the city lights. From BikePortland.org, Oregon Congressman Blumenauer seeks to reinstate bike commuter tax breaks. Yes! Uh, Lead is hoping to incentivize cycling in America. Oregon Congressman and former Portland City Commissioner Earl Blumenauer has introduced the Bicycle Commuter Act of 2019. The bill seeks to make the benefit a pre-tax benefit instead of a reimbursement. Dig it allow employees to receive a bicycle benefit of up to 20% of the parking benefit, currently equals $53 a month for cycling, indexed to inflation, to allow the bicycle benefit to be used in concert with the transit and parking benefits previous incarnation required, or the previous incarnation required people to choose one or the other, and adds bike share as eligible for the benefit and clarifies that electric bikes, big one, are are eligible. eligible. Yeah, how awesome is that? Booyah. And I imagine like e-scooters would also fit into that. But I would hope so. I, I couldn't. I feel I mean, like I guess I I can't really. How about quote solo it wheels? Reading. Are solo wheels okay? Solo, solo wheels? wheels. You know the oh, one, yeah, the yeah, yeah. The one wheel thing. Well, I feel like e-scooters, boosted boards, solo wheels, like it, even it, skateboards. Are, like are, you're you're commuting. You're commuting. Yeah, you're not yeah. using a car. Yeah. It's accomplishing yeah. the like, same. You're not I've, in a, I've tried to get some traction with Earl. Blumenauer a few times. Oh yeah. yeah, I don't get to hang out with him at all. But <laughs> I've I've run across him, and I always I only like, know him from pictures. Yeah, well, I just tried to like I, ch- Earl, let me tell you five seconds about skateboard, and he's kind of just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I know he gets like a lot of pitches, but like I've given him skate pins. I've tried, come on, anything, anything, Earl, come on, just tell me skateboards are cool. No, nothing. Ah, uh, I know. I know he's. I know we'll he's, get him. We'll I, get him. I know he supports skateboards, but he's a busy guy. You know? Well, well, behind the the Sprocket Podcast door. Oh, look! It's Earl Blumenauer hey, walking. In. Come on yeah. in, Earl. Yeah. <laughs> Have a beer. With We've all, got a whole what? a whole gigantic uh, red thistle ESB. <laughs> 
that nobody's <laughs> drinking, Earl. Come on down. It's waiting for you. Yes. Uh, maybe appropriate time to mention our beer sponsors. And, not, and by beer, I mean beverage, because uh, every week we are generously equipped with some items to drink from... The Beer Mongers on Southeast Division and 12th, where you can get a beer or a non-alcoholic drink, like this Lionheart Ginger Fix Kombucha. Indeed. And uh, due to an error on my part, we uh, didn't have any beer drinkers for this episode, <laughs> but that's okay, because uh, if you ever want to scratch that itch, you it's can there. go. And if you want to just hang out and not necessarily scratch that itch, they also have non-alcoholic options for you. Absolutely. Um, getting back to the Blumenauer, yeah, this long time coming, I feel. Let's send I'm, him I'm like sorry, a Corey. skateboard-themed <laughs> uh, bow tie. Oh, that'd be good. Ooh. Wow, we could do I that. Think, yeah, I think this is your in. We should do this. He does like his bow ties. I was also thinking he needs a, I need to, you know, because we make these little skate pins, which I should have brought some for you guys. Oh, not thinking ahead. But uh, we make little skate pins. If anybody wants one, let me know. Um, but it has like our logo. And then I thought like, well, maybe he wouldn't, would prefer to have one without the logo. So I should probably need to make him just like a, a plain skateboard transportation pin. Because he always wears the bikes and the pedestrians. So That's like, true, yeah. Mm-hmm. What does Earl want? I don't know. <laughs> I know. Earl. Earl. Get back waiting. to us. We're waiting. Help us out. We're <laughs> waiting to hear from you. <laughs> Help you. How do we change your opinion about skateboarding? Well, I think he's cool at skateboarding. He just won't acknowledge it. Right. Verbally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't that be kind of hard to prove? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's already out on a limb being the, like, bicycle i think like, that's part of congressman I, I, yeah. the look in his face was kind of like really you really want me to take this <laughs> to washington he's you really uh, he's <laughs> taking the overton window he's the overton window starting with cycles <laughs> and you know in like an amount of time it will be transferred over to skating i do see skateboarding as the natural el- evolution you know it's like i used to ride a bike everywhere i've ridden bikes tons i love my bike but, you know, I do see it, like, given enough time and exposure, I think many cyclists would transition to skateboards. Yeah. If they could. Because it's, it's wonderful. It's a good way to go. One of these days. Yeah, I see you. Like, you're, you're I'm like, looking laser at you. <laughs> yes. You're going to show, up at, you're gonna show up at the lads and Corey I've will pinned, be like, I've, I've made this, uh, <laughs> this commitment and broken it several times. Yeah, like, that's all right. One of these days on Mount Tabor. We, love our, we love our bikey friends. <laughs> I feel we, like, we are uh, bikey people, too, so. If if Corey shows up with an extra skateboard at the Lads 500, who is to say you can't but just do the Lad 500 on a skateboard? No, 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 oh, no, okay. no. Not at Lads 500. <laughs> There's way that, too many people. That way too many. Be, that might not be the best place to start. Yeah, I'm all problem. about encouraging people to get on a skateboard, but there is a right time and a place. <laughs> <laughs> this is spoken as someone who hasn't done the Lads 500. You can probably all tell. <laughs> um, fantastic. Well, we also have from Adventure Cyclist Magazine, the ups and downs of touring with Type 1. Yeah, we sort of hinted at this in our calendar. Yeah. But our friend Annalisa is on the cover of Adventure Cyclist Magazine in the April issue. Mm -hmm. And on the cover, she's actually injecting herself with insulin. This is so great. The photo is taken by... This is her quote, by the way. The photo is taken by my partner in crime, Eric Dowd's... And it makes our invisible disease visible. Our cover feature tells the story of our 1,000-mile bicycle trip around Alaska through the lens of the Dexcom blood sugar graphs we both use to manage our type 1 diabetes. You can get the April issue plus eight more a year by becoming a member of Adventure Cycling by Sunday, March 10th. 
Magazines are filled with Bicycle Tales inspiration and tools to get your journey going. And that's a little plug that Annalisa uh, would like us to make. And so there I've made it. And thank you, Annalisa, for passing that along to us. Yeah. And congratulations. This is so great that you're, like, you know, making making the rounds. This yeah. just, like, this leads into my, like, why we should do just a dedicated Warm Showers episode. I feel like so many cool connections come out of yeah. Warm Showers. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, you had known her like previously, even before she was on the show. Well, and before she, she sort of came into our scope, she stayed from, with us yeah. for warm showers, and then like we just got chatting <laughs> about what she was up to, and I was like, "Do you want to come on the show?" Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Um, so yeah, I I feel like a warm showers episode in the somewhat nearish future is in order because um, that's just such a great organization that so many people know about and interact with. And if you don't, um, feel free to Google it and or maybe listen to that episode as I hope it comes up. Um, I'm not 100% sure where I was going with that. You can tell my chocolate milk that I'm drinking over it's here. It's gone straight to your head. <laughs> I'm actually out. Easy, um, easy boy. Not only did I forget <laughs> that we didn't have any beer drinkers this week, but somehow I forgot to count to five. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of chocolate milk from home to tide me over, and it's d- doing the power of good. I'll put it that way. Um, <laughs> people are like, bananas, chocolate milk, like what's next, Guthrie? Come on. I've got weird food tastes. Uh from neither news nor mail, but a good discussion maybe, courtesy of our executive producer, Brock Didis, we have a tweet from Pathless Pedaled that has Aaron thinking about equipment and perception. Yes. Quote, every other day I get a comment on my poor equipment choices because nothing I've used has ever won the tour. Flat pedals, long sleeve shirts, wide drop bars, 650B, etc. What kind of weird activity is cycling that that is the most important metric? That is a good point, and it's something that I, I catch myself doing, not so much like the tour hmm. end of things, but like, is this cool or not? Okay, you know, like, did I do did I do the right thing? Right, right. Will right. I be judged favorably by my peers? I had to get the Velo Orange cranks. I had to get the like. To be sun. fair, they're pretty sweet. <laughs> well, they, right, they are, <laughs> but it's one of those things that I, I've this tweet has sort of uh, brought to my attention mm-hmm. that like I'm, I'm pitfalled into. Yeah. You know, in, in kind of like an abstract sense, this is why I really like, um, like media that's not controlled from above because you can have people like, um, the pathless pedal who are not afraid to say it, how it is. Sure. Uh, sure. It's, it's not a marketing campaign. It's Russ sitting at his computer being like, man, what really pisses me off about the bike industry this week? <laughs> um, so well, I'm really is, glad that they're speaking that it is interesting. And I, I think it also, um, points more towards the, the bicycle is still a toy, mm. which is something like I'm totally against. And yet I still find myself getting these like vanity, uh, uh, items hmm. for my bicycle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like as long as it's for oneself, it's kind of a whatever whatever floats your boat. Sure. Uh, but if sure. you start like forum forming your decisions too heavily, yes. uh, that's where stay, I see stay some away from the from Catherine. And I'm wondering like is there is there like a parallel in the in the skateboard industry? Wheel spinners? Um just kidding. I will speak from the downhill <laughs> skateboarding industry. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yes. And I, I, I make actually a conscious choice not to have all of my components be from a single brand because I refuse to support oh, a single brand. Yeah, yeah. So like my trucks, my wheels, my board, I kind of want them to be all from separate things. Mm-hmm. That's not 
that's not also not a good reason to do anything. <laughs> but I, I think each. Uh, but I like the sentiment behind but be, it because I think yeah. each of those makers have a proficiency in one thing, and mm-hmm. they all kind of try to get their hands in all the pots. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, no, you guys are the best at yep. the trucks. You are the best at the wheels, and these one over here are really better at decks. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, choose what you need, not what the people tell you. And that's a good point that wasn't brought up earlier. Catherine is a legit downhill skater. Like, <laughs> oh. I skate downhills, but I am not a downhill skater. <laughs> it's a different beast. It is a very different beast and very impressive. I'm sure there's some amazing YouTube videos of you skating downhills at Mary Hill, right? I tend to not enjoy the skating as much if there's a camera around. Ah. Quite honestly, I don't like it to be a huge part of my experience. Um, I find it takes away from what I love about downhill skateboarding, which is that it takes you into a place where you don't have great cell reception and you just get to ah. be with your people that traveled from all over the place to just skate down a hill. Um, yeah, so I haven't done a lot of filming. And in the distance skateboarding, I would have to agree, there is some real like brand tribalism. Mm. I mean, this, this distance skate... It's like a comic book. The distance skate really? industry is a micro, micro fraction of a small part of a fraction of an industry. And that's where you really do get those tribal lines. Oh, it yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. Lots of passion. <laughs> and I, I, have, I avoid them by being phenomenally cheap. And so it's like, <laughs> I was like, I am not paying $300 for skateboard trucks ever. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so it's yeah. just not a problem. But, uh, but I was actually eyeing some $200 skateboard I trucks this weekend. I just surpassed that line, actually. I know. I'm going for it, man, this it's year. Like they're so light. I'm just like, oh, man. So are you, are you more <laughs> along the lines of like, buy something affordable, take it till it breaks, and then just buy it again? Or are you like, I'm going to buy one thing once and make this last forever even if i have to pay like out the nose for it i like it to last as long as possible but the only reason i wouldn't want that if a new technology comes in that legitimately seems to trump that one okay Mm. and I, I I don't like to be a first. What do they call it? First fast follower? early adopter. Or an early adopter. Yeah. I'm more of a fast follower. Like I want to have access to it, try it out, so you get some friends, get their reactions, mm-hmm. and then I go for it, and especially I, on a big purchase. Yeah, and I I skate things that work for me, which means I wind up riding really old boards that are n- apparently now no longer going to be made. But you know, it's it's uh, you know if you find something that works and actually has the right the right feel. Um, the trucks I ride most of the time are really cheap, like thirty dollar trucks you could buy off Amazon. Like they're they're the you know they've been around since the seventies. They're so old, and some people look at them like what? And but they're they're light and they're functional. But and, there are so few components to a skateboard. Yeah, Corey. Yeah. I mean, I like know. a bicycle. I can't even really wrap my mind around all of them. Oh yeah. Um, but a skateboard really only has three things, four things, four things. So. Plus, Five. No they more should than all be six. really good. Seven they is right out. Are slide gloves a thing? I don't know. <laughs> are if we slide counting gloves that? Are, I don't think we are. Accessory. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> yeah, that's an accessory. Not what about component. what are those tail it is things? A necessity, though. It's a really oh. important <laughs> thing. It's a really important thing. But what are, what are those tail things you stick on your board that make the sparks? What are those? Called? Not necessary. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> totally necessary. You, you mean? Wait, another word for mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's definitely the parallels in the bike world. Um, one of the things I think is nice about supporting independent shops is if they don't have dealer agreements with huge bike companies, mm-hmm. it means you're typically going to find the best of each little pool. I guess as you were speaking to Catherine, um, especially in the tool world, I think you see that where 
some shops carry tire levers and then other shops carry one particular brand of lever that you'll just basically find across the United States when people get a choice of what lever they carry. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I feel like I should go as far as to endorse said brand, but you probably know what it is if, if, uh, uh, it, it's getting do to this point. Do you believe in it? Is, is it, is I it do. like then large and it. yellow? Yes. Yeah. And it starts yeah. with P and ends with Adros. <laughs> right on. Uh, does it, know, actually, does it actually work and not break in your hand and well, cut your hand? It's it's the lever that is probably, doing it right. it's probably still in your bag because it probably is the only one yes. that hasn't broken. <laughs> um, but, you know, stuff like that. I, I totally feel you in terms of the endorsement and such. I think the degree to which, uh, towards Aaron's question about, like, whether you buy high and just go long is your ability to suss through BS because there's that like level that you wade into where it's like, yeah, I could spend X amount of money on that, but am I paying 80% for hype? And how long is it until you realize that? So you have to be like really keen about it. I feel like. Yeah. So to kind of put a real world example on this is, you know, I, I I mentioned buying the Velo orange cranks as, as like sort of a a vanity item, but I know like that's a good brand and it's going to last forever. However, I bought those cranks after being talked down from the white industry cranks. Okay. Which again, like I know is going to last forever, but it was like twice, at least twice the price yeah. for those things. Yeah, and uh, the Jeremy at Clever Cycles, thank you, Jeremy, uh, was kind <laughs> enough to go like, "You are not going to need those." <laughs> <laughs> Most people. I mean, I feel like the best. And bet. He was then fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no. He's he was smart enough to like to like talk me down and and say like, yeah. You, Look, you can you can get these things that are also really cool looking. Mm-hmm. Like unless you are like doing, you know, thousand miles, you, you know, uh, cross country <clears throat> as like a like a, a regular thing. Like I mean, my really, Endel cranks that I got just, on my stocks early have lasted me over ten thousand miles. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's that's um, just in general the kind of shop I find myself going back into is the type of shop that even if they don't have what I might need, are not afraid to advise me in a very uh, proficient fashion. So the shop that says, yeah, we don't have that, but you might try this, is the shop I'll go back to the next time I try to find something. The one where you feel like you're getting the real talk and and it's not coming from a, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, he could have easily gone like, okay, let's order it. And then like $600 later, like, here I am with the set of cranks. Or he'd be like, well, you know, you can get essentially the same thing Mm -hmm. for you know, somewhat half of that. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm still very satisfied with it and it's still kind of a vanity thing, but I still love the way it looks too. And oh, I yeah. know it's going to last forever. Just, just <clears throat> remind yourself how much you're saving, not having a car. That's exactly. What, exactly. Like. exactly. <laughs> that, that insurance that money I didn't pay this so year. many components. $500 cranks. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like half a year of insurance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boom. Done. Totally. Bring me up. Yep. Yep. I'm uh, yeah. Bike by bike by, Oh, what is it? Yeah, you do save so much money skating or biking. It's absurd. <laughs> well, I was just thinking, five hundred bucks could buy you a really nice skateboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a really so next time really you're feeling, nice skateboard. Next time you're you feeling those white heads things. with your five hundred dollar skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I found my next project. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do also have for the the very end of the episode. Oh, we did get. We technically got mail this week. We did get mail. All right. But yes, I wanted to feature this. Let's play um, the jingle. We got mail. Hey, we got mail. It's back to being funny to me now. Yeah. Uh, mail. Donuts. Here's what our friends think happened when Aaron had a donut. So, 
for those of you who haven't been listening, I've gone without sugar for 40 plus days. What? Any kind of sh- any kind of sugar whatsoever, like simple sugars, honey, agave syrup, even substitute sugars, right out. Only fruit. Um <clears throat> and then Monday I had a donut. Nice. That was like the first introduction to like simple sugar. Does that mean I can bring you ice cream next week? Let's talk. All right. <laughs> uh, Tim I got to talk off the record. <laughs> I'm going to send you a pack of fun dip. I was dip. about to ask you about that kombucha, but I don't want to be that person that calls you kombucha, out. Though. Oh, okay. Oh. So sugar is required, obviously, for the fermentation, and there is sugars in it, but it's uh, it's mostly broken up for nice. through the uh, fermentation process. We found this yes. out when he couldn't drink the other kind of kombucha that I brought. <laughs> mm, <laughs> Which is there. added after the process, yes. Uh, yeah, um, Tim Mooney says, my answer comes in two parts. One, a Oh, gi- yeah. So I said, sorry. Oh, you're I'm, good. I'm going to interrupt for a second Please to do. give context. Uh, so I sent out a picture on Instagram and said, like, so what do you think happened? And here are our responses. Uh, Tim Mooney says, my answer comes in two parts. Number one, a gif or a gif, depending on whether you believe in Linus, and a lyric from the 1990 classic by Belle Biv DeVoe, Boy, I Must Warn You, and yes, you should sing it. I'm not going to, because I... (laughs) Boy, I must warn you. There we go. Yes. Wow. (laughs) He's... Yes. Betsy M. in Oklahoma says... You know what he's referencing, right? No. (laughs) Really? Belle Biv DeVoe? I think I'm, I missed that out on that one. That girl is poison. I feel like if I heard the song, I might. <laughs> Never trust a big button and smile. That girl is poison. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think yeah. you need to sing the entire song for <laughs> no, us to no, get no, the context. No, no, please. No. Please. <laughs> come on. One and two. If and he and doesn't <laughs> get it from that girl is poison, <laughs> then we're just not going to get it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there weren't too many radio stations back in the old days. 250 people in this town. <laughs> um, Lots of farm reports, though, I bet. Ah, some good country stations <laughs> we had a we had a local uh, opb station for a while and it left and then it came back again so all is well that ends well <laughs> the uh so betsy m in oklahoma says you guys burn up enough calories with your awesome bicycle lifestyle to be able to eat anything you want and any quantity you want mama likes to see her babies eat <laughs> that's anna's mom by oh, the way. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> context is it's important <laughs> eric whites says it's a donut how could it not go swimmingly, especially on Mardi Gras? I didn't realize, yeah, Tuesday was Mardi Gras. Yeah. It should have been a punchki. Well, is, there's always it's, next year. It's a Polish donut. Traditionally ate at Mardi Gras. Nice. There you go. Uh, ben Flores says, minutes of fun, hours of drag. Dan Flores says, I think it went straight to your hips. W- winky crying face. Wendy I, I don't do I don't know no emojis either. Uh, <laughs> Wendy <laughs> says track sniller, dirt dwaddler. When no Wendy track snicker, trail snacker. Wow, I'm gonna start from the top. Wendy trail snacker, dirt dwaddler. There we go. Dawdler. Gosh dang it. Uh, <laughs> tastes great, but then it feels like a brick in your belly. Mister T says hashtag glazed old fashioned best donut ever. And Beth Hamilton thirty six. You all should know Beth Hammond. Uh, I think they need a spatula to get you off the ceiling. So it looks like you were pleased. So which one of these do you think was the closest to reality? Hmm. <laughs> I can't see your hips from here. <laughs> I was going to say They're... the spike and then the drop. That sounded... Minutes of fun, hours of drag. Yeah, that one sounded oh, yeah, right. Yeah. That, was, that was pretty close. 
it was it was I wouldn't say there was drag. There was a lot of anxiety. I was really surprised at how anxious I got after I ate it. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Um something went off in my brain. This is this is so funny. I've so I've done this thing before where I went off of sugar and then like came back on and I didn't notice this until the second time this year that I did it. Something went off where like I ate the donut and then I was done and then my brain was like, "Okay, next. Come on. Let's go." Let's go. Mm. Where is the next one? Um, but here's the thing that I that totally took me by surprise was I started getting heart palpitations. Mm. Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> I like started getting anxious. Like, oh shit! I've never had sugar like in like in this quantity, you know, all at once since whatever. And uh, like, I don't know. It's just awful. It was a really bad experience. <laughs> so what, wait, what's wait, that? Go, Guthrie what? writes in, he says, it was awful. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of donut was it? It was an old-fashioned, and from, let me, uh, from uh, Helen Bernard, my favorite bakery, and it was a great donut, don't get me wrong, tasted wonderful, but the effect like, has me scared of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> really. Okay. It's pretty funny. I think you should go big. You come to my neighborhood, we'll go to Donut Queen, and we'll get oh, apple fritters. I love Donut Queen. Yes. The, the apple the, fritters. The size of a like, child. Yes. yes. <laughs> we'll get one of those. We'll split it. We'll split oh, it. thank you for at least letting me split Oh, I that. can't <laughs> eat a whole one of those things. Are you kidding me? It's like, a me- it's like three meals. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll split it, and then I will document what happens <laughs> to share with your listeners. Right. Well, then that'll probably the be the thing that'll like get me on the skateboard. Up on oh, Mount Tabor. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. All... Shaky anxiety is not good for <laughs> but no, skating. But be all punched up on donuts. It'll be great. I don't mean to keep He'll stepping just... in and trying to get <laughs> no, him off the skateboard, should... but you have bad ideas on timing. Well, I think it's important that the trucks are extra loose so that he can just feel the flow. I think I'm really like keen on the timing of learning to skateboard, not to interject here, but I have like, so yeah. many and I will say particularly female friends that tried it once had a terrible experience and, and never, never tried again. again. Mm. And I blame it on the people introducing it to them, not okay. preparing Agreed. them properly. Uh, um, I, I view this as a teachable moment. It is Wh- a teachable what moment. What would your suggestions be? Go slow. Stand on it first. Do not bomb a hill as your first move on a skateboard. <laughs> that, is, that is very wise. <laughs> oh, wear pads. <laughs> and, and, and wouldn't you say, because I've heard the same thing many, many times. Oh, I couldn't do it. Oh, I hurt myself when I tried that. Like, why, why is it that people think they can just grab a skateboard and instantly ride it? Like, you don't give a bike to a kid and say, go have fun. Yeah. Like, you know, you have to learn in some basic instruction. You don't throw a child in a pool and say, like, learn to swim. Yeah, learn well, to swim. Some people. Some yeah, do. Not, not some wise. do. Not wise. <laughs> how so, I learned to swim. So, you know, there there are there are ways to learn yeah. how to skate. And, I, and I'm always encouraging people strongly. But guess what, Aaron? I am one of those people who can teach you how to skate. <laughs> He's going to throw you into the pool. I, no, 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 no. We will go. So to I, clarify, I know how to skate. I've skated before. Well, like I had those skating? like tiny like little <laughs> pill-shaped skateboards. I just I've never like longboarded or like well, done any downhill. Or I've anything. got a pi- tiny yeah. pill-shaped skateboard if you want to borrow one and we'll we'll yeah. just go skate Tabor. And the nice <laughs> thing about Tabor, and this is why I teach people to skate on Tabor. We don't go to the top. Mm-hmm. There's a nice flat spot on the bottom that's free of cars and mm. you can roll out no matter what and so it's like you start on the flat you learn to push and foot brake once you learn to push and foot brake you gently go up the hill a little bit it's the second thing gently that i never really figured out for those listening, out. foot braking 
is not a common thing taught in street skating, but Yet it's an it essential element. Learning to stop is so it, yeah. important. Imagine yourself <laughs> skating around town. You see a stop sign or a light or an obstruction. You need to know how to stop. That's what the like large plastic thing on the back of the skateboard was. You yeah. can do it with, with that. The, with takes more skill, though. Yeah. With the flints in it. Yeah, yeah no, with longboarding, it, foot braking is really critical. I mean, when you get a little higher up on that list, we'll get into some slides and you're going to be you know busting some crazy standees pretty quick but <laughs> in the in the interim foot braking will save your life when there's like a truck pulling in front of you so and yeah. it works just it's, like i always describe it to people with a bike uh comparison is it works just like brake pads squeezing your wheel it's just your foot pressing down gently and slowly on the pavement yeah people are always like how can you know you can't stop yeah. quickly on that i'm like you can dude i've ridden a road bike so much and there is my foot has such better contact with the road than those little tiny hundred psi tires do. <laughs> like if you try to actually slam on the brakes on a road bike, you are sliding a long <laughs> way before you actually come to a yeah. stop. So yeah, I, I fully agree with Catherine. And uh, sorry, anyone, I derailed this a lot. No, please, <laughs> this is okay. important. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, 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 I think I, you know. While Northwest Skate Coalition is not an, a skate education thing, I have taught many people to skate the basics. I do not teach tricks, really, but I am happy to teach anyone <laughs> who wants the basics just, you know, just to So learn, earlier learn you them. mentioned about, like, you know, dropping in for the first time and, like, how you got to get comfortable before doing that. Oh, I, before can't, that I can't no, drop no, no. in. Okay, yeah, Catherine even, can drop in. Even. I, I dislocated my shoulder trying to learn to drop in at Burnside. It's like, okay, I don't need to do this anymore. You got one so of those skate stories. I have one of those skate stories. <laughs> Another important note is probably not to go to a skate park if you've never pushed around before. Get yes. comfortable yeah. pushing and turning before so, you go to a skate park. So I had a friend who was like, yeah, no, you just, you just drop in and you no, can do People forget. When they're good, and they forget. He said, mm. I'm the only one who's ever dropped in and the skateboard stayed in the same spot. You dropped oh. in. You dropped in. Oh, ouch. <laughs> so, oh. How did you do that? Ouch. That actually, I can't, I can't, my, my brain can't make that happen like, even. I fell oh. down and then the skateboard sort of slowly the yeah, insult to injury when yeah. your skateboard hits you. And yeah. I learned never never take instruction from drunk skateboarders at Burnside. Dang it. <laughs> That's where I went wrong. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the story I'm gleaning is give skating the respect it deserves. Yeah. Teach it well and learn it well but when give it participating. A try. But give it a try. Yes, and, and give it a try. Do not be, do not and fear. keep trying is what I'm hearing. Yeah, take well, just, it slow and keep trying, yeah. Just yeah. so even if the skateboard you know, you'll get way stoked down. on some YouTube videos and then go <laughs> remind yourself that it's not like that when you get out there. <laughs> There's, there actually is a YouTube video called Learn to Foot Break that you can get stoked on. Oh, good, good. It's, but that's not a video that will get you stoked. It's not very exciting, <laughs> but it will definitely teach you how to foot break. So I, I um, of, of a guest earlier this month, I asked because he had written some of the game guides for early um, like Tony Hawk's titles. Oh, yeah. And oh, I wow. asked, I was like, did you write one for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? And I, I'm recalling now, like, one of my greatest moments of disappointment in teenage years was playing the game, getting a skateboard, <laughs> going to Burnside, and then having the experience I described a little earlier in this show. <laughs> you know, like, lack of, uh, like, disappointment uh, abound <laughs> as far as that goes. So I, I can appreciate 
getting your getting your skate on before you go to somewhere to skate on things. You might be the only person I know who had the ability to play the game and then literally go yeah. to Burnside. See, I thought it was pretty cool. That's very That's cool. Bold. It was like pretty bold move. very very high state to very let down just yeah. like that. But literally <laughs> let down onto the, the concrete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretending in driveways. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I had I had the cul-de-sac up up where I well, I was so I was living in Salem, so it was a trip. Uh which added to the letdown factor, <laughs> but you know, it's a, it's a life experience. I'll put it that way. It's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you. This has also been a life experience. It has every yes. week. Yes. Um, thank you both so much for coming on the show this Eve. Thank, thank you for you having so much. us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having it's us. Always yeah. a blast. And, um, with that, shall we? Let's do this. Yeah. Let's read our credits. Do it. Also, um, Catherine, as a artist, do you have any place that if people are looking to check out the book that you're ah, working oh, on, yes, that they plug. could find you? Sure. Okay. It comes out March 19th. And my first recommendation would be a local bookstore if you have one of those nearby. In Portland, we've got a few great ones. Um, and then if you're in physically in Portland, you can come see me at the Portland Saturday Market. I am there every weekend, which is why I can't do fun weekend activities <laughs> but we can have fun down there nice yeah. all right and then if folks wanted to find the northwest skate coalition facebook yeah facebook all right we're talking about getting a real website again but it hasn't happened if it all works out it should be like so there is like a northwest skate coalition.org or whatever it was stolen it was stolen by a chinese it's now selling (gasps) the weirdest stuff like i don't even know what it's like oddly suggestive material oh no i know so i was thinking you could just you could just like have not even a redirect from no, there, it, it just says don't face, go. go to Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know what you will find but if you go to NorthwestGateCoalition.org. Okay. Yeah, it's it was like the last time I saw it, I was like, ah, what's that? Oh, no. <laughs> well, uh, m- maybe good news in disguise, but in an entirely other world, .dev as a top-level domain was just released March 1st, so maybe you could snag that namespace, and it's different enough from .com that people would stick with it. I think we're changing to a new url because it was like nw coalition or I don't something know like what it was facebook but we can we can make some new mashup of northwest gate coalition and make it work i think we do need online rep- representation other though. than facebook yeah well we'll you know. get there in the meantime we'll facebook dig it all right here we go the sprocket podcast is produced at stream pdx community audio studio thanks to the generous support of open signal our website is the sprocketpodcast.com email to the sprocket podcast at gmail.com call or text to 503-847-9774 twitter and the instagrams at sprocket podcast thanks to ryan j lane for our theme music hurtbird for our headline sounder marcus norman for graphic design and thanks to our sustaining donors shadowfoot katharina melengard wayne norman eric iverson cameron lean richard wazenski tim mooney glenn kubish matt kelly eric wise todd parker dan gebhardt who's, who's a, a time, time traveler. traveler dave knows chris smith caleb jacobson jp Cooley, peanut butter jar matt marco Lowe, rich otterstrom andrew in colorado drew the welder Anna, hey, thanks for coming home. Andre Johnson, King of Division, Richard G. Guthrie Straw, who's sitting right next to me. What? Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of the Reed Granary. Campsite, Mac Nurse David, Nathan Poulton. Chris Rawson, Rory in Michigan, Michael Flournoy. 
Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay, Tim Coleman, Harry Hugel, EJ Finneran, Brad Hipwell, Thomas Skato, Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tim, Derek Wagner, Jason Oftenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore, Todd Grosbeck, Chris Barron, Chris, Chris Barron, Chris Barron. Sean Baird, Simon Gregory Braithwaite, Ryan Morrow, Jimmy Diesel, Dude Luna, Matthew Rooks, Marshall, Paula at Funitake Cyclecraft, Philip M, Spartan Dale, no relation, Mr. T who never really left, Bike Initiative Kiwana, and Sarah G. And all of our former donors who helped us get this far, Abracho Ortiz, and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs>